As you guys know, we've talked many times on this podcast about CRT, the curriculum choices of school boards, and woke books found in libraries across our entire nation. Many of you have asked about alternative literary choices, and if you've never heard of the Tuttle Twins, you are in for a treat. The current political and economic climate is coming to a critical tipping point, and socialism's popularity is on the rise. Educating your children about freedom is more important today than ever. For more information about the Tuttle Twins and to take advantage of special discounted offers, go to TuttleTwins.com forward slash ref forward slash Heidi. I'll also drop it in the show notes. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad you guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Monday, January 17th. It is Mailbox Monday, and I've got a lot of questions to answer. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend and that you enjoyed my interview with my dear friend, uh, Rick Green over at the Patriot Academy. Listen, you guys, there are a lot of people that are off the bench and onto the battlefield. And this is my favorite day of the week here because I get to read your stories and hear about what's happening with you. If you would like to have a question answered over here at Mailbox Monday, the best way to reach me is by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. You can leave your comments there in the forum and you can also submit ideas for guests. We love to hear from you. We've got a great lineup uh, coming on later on this week. I think you guys are going to be really encouraged just to hear from people around the country who are engaging. And that really is the purpose of this podcast is to get you guys off the bench and onto the battlefield. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just jump right into your questions today because there's an awful lot of them. Uh, Before I do, I want to say thank you to some new donors. We have Tammy from Iowa and Nate and Jennifer from Florida. Uh, You guys, thank you so much. It goes with really uh, often unsaid here that we exist largely because of your monthly donations and you guys can become a monthly supporter of the Heidi St. John podcast. And I will link back to how you can do that in the show notes today. But if you're blessed by what we're doing and you want to get behind us and help us get the word out, there's lots of different ways that you can do it. Obviously, you can become a donor to the podcast, which we greatly appreciate. Uh, you can share the show, you know, share it with your friends and your uh, and your children and your grandparents and your parents and, um, you know, people who you just would like to hear a different perspective maybe on what's happening in the culture. And I hope that I am bringing a fresh voice and a voice of reason and confidence to the culture that we find ourselves living in right now. These are very interesting times that we live in. And many times people say, oh, it's these are frightening times. And I think that's true in, in some, certainly that's true in some aspects. But I also think we have a lot of reason to be hopeful. And I hope that as you listen to this podcast, uh, you're encouraged and challenged, but you also feel a sense of hope. Because as Christians, we don't put our hope in the government. We're not going to put it in anything except for the Lord. And we've been called, and you heard you know, Rick and I talk about this, and uh, certainly I talked about it with my friend, Pastor Dennis Cummins, last week also, how important it is that we do not live by lies, that we tell the truth, that when we see something is wrong, we say something. You know, uh, We heard a long time after 9-11, People would say, you know, if you see something, say something. And 
I think the same thing is true now. When you see something that's not right, uh, we are called to, and we should be saying something about it. Uh, as I look around, you know, the, the, the culture and certainly, you know, watching what's happening in this never ending unraveling of the, seems like a sort of almost new world order. It occurs to me that more than ever in the history of my, my young life, I mean, I'm only, you know, in my fifties and, I've never seen anything like this. And I know that my grandparents never saw anything like this, except for they lived through, and my grandmother would tell me, uh, World War II. And what it what happened to the people there, the opposite was true. In the United States, there was a whole lot more unity. And I don't see that in the country right now. In fact, I see the opposite. And so I'm going to encourage you guys to a place of just trusting the Lord and speaking the truth in love. That's what we're called to do and really moving the needle for freedom, uh, both freedom from Christ, in Christ, who, you know, Jesus said he came to set the captives free, and freedom that our, uh, that the early settlers and the people that, that uh, founded our country secured for us, which is the right to freedom here in this country. So keep fighting, you guys. Don't give up. I know a lot of you are tired. I know this, like I've told you before, because I see your, your letters and your emails. And I also think to the homeschool mom who's weary, um, grab a cup of tea and listen to me for just a second. January and February, I think, can be some of the hardest months of the year uh, for for homeschoolers, particularly if you're in a place where there's, you know, it's cold like it is here, maybe dark and, and wintry. And I just want to encourage you to hang in there. Hang in there and uh, things will get better. All right. Uh, the first question today comes from Elizabeth in Washington State. Heidi, I have been reading an article and hearing others say that there are involuntary internment camps in place for Washington residents who do not comply to the vaccine mandate. Do you have any information on this? I pray it's just a conspiracy theory. Please let your audience know. So obviously, you know, the government is not just going to come right out and say, you know, we're building internment camps for you guys. But the fact of the matter is, and I've seen them with my own two eyes, there are definitely, um, quarantine and isolation facilities around Washington state. And, uh, I, and, and to be perfectly honest with you guys, I don't trust the government. I don't trust the government has the best interest of its people at heart right now. I certainly don't trust the governor of Washington state. You heard, uh, my friend Dennis on the show, you know, he was talking about the Puyallup fair. A lot of you guys know where that is in Washington state. It wasn't that long ago when it was a Japanese internment camp. And the truth of the matter is that left to our own devices, the Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked, that we need the Lord, that we need his, the indwelling power of the Holy spirit. We need the guidance from the Lord every day of our lives and left to our own devices. We are you know, prone to want to rule over, and in many cases, to the point of injury and death, other human beings. That's why you see wars break out uh, in the world. And this is why you see so much strife inside of families. And so while it's true that there are definitely uh, quarantine camps, and you heard me, I read the actual language from the whack that is on file here in Washington state, and the wording is terrifying. And now, you know, legislators like, oh, we didn't really mean it. I don't really say that. You guys are just, you know, you guys are just, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists. You, you no, know, I mean, I think we've seen enough now. I think we know that these guys will use a virus with a 99.9% survival rate to terrorize its own citizens. 
And so uh, are people being, you know, involuntarily quarantined in these camps because of the, the vaccine? Not to my knowledge. Are the camps there? They definitely are. Are the quarantine places there? They definitely are. And I don't know where this is going, but I do know that we need to be vigilant. When you guys hear about this stuff, don't be quiet about it. Start talking to your legislators. And gosh, you guys, we have a crisis of leadership in this nation. We have a crisis of leadership in Washington state. There's a crisis of leadership in California and Oregon and all around the United States. Not the least of which, uh, the biggest crisis of all in our House of Representatives, in Congress, and in the Senate, and in the White House. And we're going to have to get involved. And I think that in the 2020 elections, you know, a lot of conservatives just thought, ah, we got this thing in the bag, you know, uh, Trump's policies, we're good. And we can talk about election fraud all day long. And I think there's lots of different ways that we can fight to make sure that our elections remain free and fair, not the least of which is looking to see what the federal government is trying to do in federalizing our elections. But the main thing is starts at your local uh, area. So getting involved in, you know, getting out there and canvassing and cleaning up voter rolls and making sure that dead people are not still on the voter rolls. You guys go down to your local elections office and say, my name is so-and-so. How can I get involved in helping with the elections? You know, you can be a, a poll watcher. There's so many different things that you can do. But the fact of the matter is, This country is a representative government. It's a constitutional republic. And in order for it to work to keep you free, you must participate in it. And so uh, Elizabeth from Washington, that's my sort of, I mean, obviously it was much a bigger answer maybe than you asked for, but that's where I see this going right now. Unless and until the people of this country decide that they want to be involved and do the hard work of getting involved, I think we're going to see this. I think we're just going to see it continue. So again, there are definitely um, isolation and quarantine camps in Washington state. I have seen them. Many people I know have seen them. Uh, I can't give you a shred of evidence that would say that they're, you know, keeping taking people against their will right now. But I'll tell you what, if the places, you know, if they're, if they're building the train tracks, we better pay attention. All right. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Desiree from Indiana. I would love to have your thoughts on this and how we elect uncompromised people in this day and age. Do you want the best night's sleep you've ever had in your life? Well, after years of trying almost every brand out there, Jay and I switched to the MyPillow mattress, and we are so glad that we did. The MyPillow mattress is a medium-firm memory foam mattress that offers excellent support and above-average pressure relief and responsiveness. It works well for all sleeping positions and is excellent for anyone suffering from back pain. The MyPillow mattress is made right here in the United States and has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and FedEx will deliver it right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. You guys, check it out. See it for yourself for a 60-day trial period. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. MyPillow is made in the USA again, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. So you know it's going to last and it has a 60-day money-back guarantee. So you've got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we need. Go to MyPillow.com or call one 800 
447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to take advantage of this special offer. That's MyPillow.com promo code Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, or call 1-800-447-0541. So I want to thank you for sending me the link. People send me links all the time. As you guys know, there's a million different things on the internet and you can't believe everything you read. And actually you can't believe most of the things you read. However, uh, over the years, and you guys have heard me now, you know, really kind of changing my opinion on some things as I've been watching what's happening around me. And I saw this interesting quote that, um, that, uh, that, uh, Kennedy put because, you know, he's, he's talking about Robert Kennedy Jr. is who I'm talking about. He says he's about to publish a book on Fauci. It kind of goes back to him working with uh, Trump a couple of years ago, but he said at that time he was about to publish a book on Fauci. He'd been, he said he's been there for 50 years. So he's like J Edgar Hoover. And the only way that you last in that agency for 50 years is by carrying water for the pharmaceutical industry. And under his watch, He's supposed to prevent autoimmune and allergic diseases. Under Fauci's watch, chronic disease has gone from affecting 12% of the American population to 54%. Quote, we take more pharmaceutical drugs than anybody in the world. Fauci has made this country a pharmaceutical nation. And the way that you get allergies is from the aluminum um, in the vaccine, which is put into the vaccine to initiate an allergic response. And so if you have sesame seed oil, as an excipient in the vaccine, or if you're eating sesame seeds, when you have that aluminum on you, it can provoke an uh, an allergic permanent allergy. Uh, so there's a whole lot of things in this. You know, he he's talking about Fauci, and your question is, you know, how do we know? How do we know that the people that we're electing, the people that we're um, putting these positions of authority are uncompromised in this day and age. And honestly, Desiree, I got to tell you, the only thing I know to do for sure is do the heavy lifting of looking up people that run for office. That's the only way we're going to do it. It's it's a, you know, finding watchdog, you know, watchdog organizations that help you figure out who's decent and who's not is helpful, but there is no substitute for thinking for yourself. And I think we are a lazy Uh, you know, uneducated electorate for the most part. And I would include myself in that. I mean, clearly, you know, I believed a lot of things that that weren't true. And I think as the uh, truth comes out and as people start talking more and more about the the problems that really are endemic in the culture right now, the medical problems, all, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think we're all getting our eyes open a little bit. That's for sure. But I would just encourage you, do your own homework. There is no substitute. If somebody's running for office, do your homework. If Fauci is the chief, uh, you know, um, unelected bureaucrat, which by the way, should really worry us. When we have unelected, which is what Fauci is, an unelected bureaucrat, making gazillions of dollars every year off of um off of Americans he's the he's basically the architect of the pandemic he really is i mean this thing was was born in a chinese lab we call it you know trump was right to call it the wuhan virus you know the the chinese uh the chinese virus the chinese are the ones who gave this to us but when you do your homework on it and you realize, oh my word, you know, oh, what a tangled web we weave. Well, then you got to, you, once you hear that stuff, you can't unhear it. And I know a lot of people would just stick their head in the sands. I so appreciate the listeners of this show because you guys are like that. You want to hear what's happening around you. And so there is no substitute, Desiree, I'm going to say it one more time. There's just no substitute for doing your homework. 
one of my biggest takeaways of running for Congress, honestly, um, and I'm probably, you know, people get mad at me when I say this, but it's true. There is a lot of corruption in the Republican Party. There just is. People who are, they want to get into power because they want power or they want fame or whatever. They want a book deal or whatever it is. People should be motivated. And I, I realize you can't judge the the intent of the heart, but I'm really, you know, in my in my own life, I'm just going, how can we get back to, and I talked about this two weeks ago, so I won't belabor the point today, but how can we get back to a place of servant leadership? Why servant leadership is so important and why it matters for the years to come? Because if it's always only about, you know, how amazing the people are that are in office, you know, I walked on the moon and they're not coming back and listening to the people that they purport to represent then nothing will change. And also we need to be looking at the people that are running for office and saying, do you have a history of loving your family? Have you been faithful in marriage? Have you been faithful to your children? The Bible says he who can be trusted with little can be trusted with much. So have, are you, have you been able to be trusted with little? If, if you can't be trusted with little, I'm sure it's not going to trust you in an elected uh, position to make decisions for other people. It's a sacred thing to be able to make decisions that will impact other people. And as parents, we do that every day, right? The decisions that we make impact our children. And I don't know about you guys, but I take that role in my life very seriously. And something tells me you guys do too. And so uh, do your homework. And I believe that, and I said this on the show the other day, I think that if we can elect people to office here in this country that love the Lord and that have a history of faithfulness, you know, I think God will do amazing things. But one of the biggest problems in the country is we've taken God out of the equation. And when we did that, suffering was the sure result. And that is certainly uh, where we are right now. So do your homework, you guys. Think for yourselves. When people run for office, look them up. Call them on the phone. Ask them the questions. You're the voter. Ask the people who are running for office the questions uh, that you want to have answers to. And I think that they start with uh, character. All right. Uh, Melina from Arkansas, our 24-year-old son in the military knows the truth. Unfortunately, when he was in high school, he was hurt and betrayed by a youth pastor and some others. He now refuses to go to church. His excuse, I'm not forsaking anything. I'm just not going to assemble with the people that don't tell the truth or twist the Bible. How do I respond to that? Well, Melina, your son is right. And what what he's done is he's recognized that the people inside the church are not Jesus, Right. Uh, this is why God had to send his son in the first place. You know, it's like what we said a minute ago, the, the heart of man is desperately wicked. And once we start looking to human beings to be the arbiter of righteousness or to be, uh, you know, we can't, we have to be very careful, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We have to be very careful that we listen to our kids when they recognize the fact that there are serious problems within the church. And there are. Right. I mean, look at the Catholic Church, for goodness sake. I mean, besieged literally by, you know, one scandal after another. How often do we hear about pastors who are, you know, cheating on their wives with their secretaries or people? I mean, I told you I've been so disappointed in the church. So disappointed. If I was going to give the church a grade as to how it's handled the pandemic, I give it a D right? Just barely over an F. And in many cases, just straight up get an F. I would only give a couple of churches, maybe a handful of them, uh, a passing grade in the pandemic. And so it's revealed a lot. But the Bible says not to forsake the gathering. The Bible tells us that we are to be encouraging each other to sharpen each other as iron sharpens iron. And that's what you tell your son. This is not about people. This is about God. This is about the Bible. 
And so we do the best we can to find the best situation that we possibly can find, knowing that the people that are there are not going to be perfect. Um, I mean, certainly if you're going somewhere, if he's attending a church where the people are corrupt, that's one thing. But um, encourage him to be in fellowship with other believers because that's what God asked us to do. And God sets the standard for us, not men. Lastly, Christina from Washington submitted a question and she said, Heidi, I enjoy your podcast so much. Thank you, Christina. Thank you for all that you do. What are your thoughts on homeschoolers participating in school sports? Also, what do you think about homeschoolers doing early college like the Running Start program here in Washington? Thank you. Okay, um, really quickly, I think it's great for homeschoolers to participate in school sports. Again, the Bible says the bad company corrupts good character. So I always tell parents, Keep an eye on your kids. It's so important. Uh, but you have every right to participate in those sports. And I know lots of families who do it. There are also some really great homeschool leagues. Uh, and we've seen some very, you know, we've seen varying degrees of success with that. But frankly, we see varying degrees of success with all kinds of things. So um, I'm not really sure. I can't think of very many people who I have, you know, they come to me and they say, hey, my kid wants to participate in, in sports and they've had any trouble at all. In fact, one of my very best friends, her son is homeschooled and he's, he participated this fall in uh, a sports league here in Vancouver. So I think that's totally fine. It just depends on, again, you know, what's happening at the school. Are they going to mandate the shot? Are they going to make them wear masks? I mean, all those things are, you know, separate issues kind of of the same, you know, the same broad over overarching overarching issue. Uh, when it comes to homeschoolers during early college, like running start, here's my question for you. And a lot of people disagree with me. So this is just not, this is not thus saith the Lord. This is just Heidi St. John. I do not understand why we're pushing our children into college early. What is the point? What is the point of doing that? You know, most of the running start programs, basically you're taking a 16 year old kid and you're putting them onto a college campus where they're doing, you know, college and they're not even, I mean, the, the work on these college campuses is just garbage, as, you know, for the most part. And I cannot think of very many homeschoolers who I think have been wildly successful at it. Most of the time, they wind up being a social experiment on a college campus, you know, um, because they're not ready emotionally or spiritually for uh, for that level, I guess, of spiritual warfare, which it, it really is intense on the college campuses right now. And so I always tell parents, look, you have such a small amount of time in which to develop relationships with your kids in which to love on them, train them up, all the things. Why can't they go to college at 18? Why do they have to go at 16? I don't know. That's just me. We have chosen with our kids to just do high school. And then when they're done, if they want to go to college, great. We've had a couple of our kids, half about half of the ones that have graduated from our homeschool now have chosen to go to college. And some of them haven't. They've gone straight into the workforce. But I am very glad that we kept our kids home until, you know, homeschooled them and actually did the high school thing until they graduated from high school. So those are just my thoughts. I do have a couple of friends whose kids have been very successful in Running Start, but I could tell you more stories on the other side of parents who wished they hadn't rushed their kids uh, out into uh, out into college. And uh, like I said, you know, you only have, once they're 16, because that's really about the time when, when the kids do Running Start, the clock is really ticking on how much time you have left with them. They're precious years, precious time for you to invest in your kids and to spend time with them and to talk to them about what's happening around them, encourage them, help them hone their gifts and abilities. And I just don't think that uh, running, for me, 
as a general rule, I would say running starts not worth it. Now, don't throw things. I know a lot of you are, you know, I can already hear the collective sigh out there, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> and uh, I have some friends whose kids have done very well in running start. And guess what? We're friends. We don't fight about it. I just am not a huge fan. So anyway, that's all I've got time for today. Hope you guys have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out my ministry to moms at Mom Strong International. We're publishing a new Bible study there every single month. And this month, we're learning how to study the Bible. We love you guys. Have a great day. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.